listening to Roots and Wings, a podcast produced by the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth. I'm Jonquil Newland, the director of Kids Central TN. I think it's safe to say that 2020 will go down as a year many of us will not forget, especially here in Tennessee. We've had to deal with deadly tornadoes, a global pandemic, and currently the unrest that we're feeling all across the nation as folks protest racial injustice. If you or your family have not had to reach out for help, support, or resources in some manner, consider yourself very lucky. On this episode of Roots and Wings, we're going to highlight several state resources for families who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Keisha Thaxton from the Tennessee Department of Human Services is joining me now to help with this discussion. Keisha, thank you so much for being a guest on Roots and Wings. Thank you for the invite. Well, Keisha, I know before we actually started our recording podcast, um, we talked a little bit, but I'd like to know first, how are you and your family doing through this entire global pandemic so far? We're doing well. Um, As with a number of families, um, there have been some challenges with daycares closing and having to work from home, but um, we're managing pretty well. So thank you for asking. Well, I'm sure you, Keisha, and every family is is impacted by this, obviously. I'd like to start kind of just talking about the general state of how Tennessee is doing. The unemployment rate in Tennessee reached almost 15% in April. It was sitting at 14.7. And that number is beginning to decrease as folks head back to work. But we know there are a lot of families who are still feeling the financial impact. Keisha, what programs are working to help those families? So um, at the Department of Human Services, we have uh, some of our traditional programs that we, we've always had, such as our SNAP program, which is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, as well as our TANF program, the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. And so we have those uh, benefits available for individuals to apply online um, as a part of the pandemic and Um, what we've been experiencing with um, hoping to social distance and protect not only our customers, but our staff as well. We've received a waiver that allows us to forego the interview for these programs. Traditionally, we do have interviews for eligibility, but as a result of the pandemic, we're foregoing those interviews if we can verify identity without speaking to the applicant, as well as verify some of the other required documentations that we have to in order to determine the eligibility. And so that applies to both our SNAP application as well as our TANF application. And as well as any, any of those families that might be renewing for those benefits. Gotcha. And Keisha, when you say, um, especially the verify identity part, what specific things do people need if they were going to go through this process with the verifying identification? Is that just a driver's license or would they need some type of federal and or state issued uh, identification? So it it depends. Uh, Of course, uh, state identification or state driver's license would be acceptable and they can upload those documents with their application. So we do have the capability for them to not only complete an application, but also to scan and or take a picture of documents that they have in their possession and upload those documents to our system. Also, they could use a passport or a birth certificate 
or uh, a voter registration. It just depends on the, the program. And we do have a link on our website that provides them with acceptable verifications for those particular items. Thank you so much for clearing that up. I know a lot of residents in Tennessee are very familiar with the SNAP program. Um, I believe not as many may be familiar with the TANF. Can you explain a little bit what that is and how it can help uh, families in Tennessee? Sure. So again, uh, TANF, it's an acronym for Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. It's a federal program um, and it's a block grant. So generally states have different um, different ways that they run the program, but essentially it's a workforce development program that's implemented to assist uh, families with children under the age of 18. And so there's a cash, a temporary cash assistance that's provided uh, to help the families as they work to increase their skill set to obtain employment or, you know, some type of educational educational program. And so that is available, um, again, as I said, to families with children under 18. There's also supportive services that are provided. So there might be transportation assistance, childcare assistance. If there's a uniform or something of that nature that you might need for your employment, there's support available for that. Um, certifications that you might be trying to obtain and there's a fee associated with that. So if you're eligible for the program and you're participating in that uh, workforce development piece, then those those support services are available to you. But in regards to the cash assistance, Keisha, I'm curious how you guys um, allocate how much money certain families get. Can you talk a little bit a little bit about that? Sure. So I can't speak specifically to the amounts without uh, pulling out my chart, but the the cash assistance, it's provided based on the household size. So there are designated amounts based on how many individuals reside in your household. Um, and so it goes from one all the way up to I think 20 plus. So there's really no uh, cap on the amount of individuals that might be in a household. And generally we get the question about, okay, so how can you have a one person household if it's intended for families? And that one person household usually applies to a pregnant woman um, who's in her third trimester, I believe. That's at the point that she can be um, approved for the benefit amount. But again, the amount is based on the household size and any income that that household might have coming in. Gotcha. Thank you so much for that information. So besides, obviously, the SNAP and the TANF that we talked about, um, can you, Keisha, go into a little bit more of the programs that have been directly implemented due to the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure. And... So I talked a bit about a waiver that we received uh, permission from our federal partner to implement regarding the no interviews, but I also wanted to talk through some additional waivers from the SNAP perspective. Um, And so we were approved for a waiver for SNAP emergency allotments. And so that allowed us to 
provide additional benefits to households that were not receiving the maximum SNAP allotment for their household size. And so for the months of April, May, and June, we were allowed to supplement the benefit amount that they were currently receiving up to that maximum allotment. And so that's been a significant help uh, for families, especially the senior uh, community that might have been receiving a significant lower amount uh, based on other income sources. Um, as well, we launched um, with our federal partners, as well as Amazon and Walmart, the online SNAP purchasing program. And that allows our SNAP participants to go on to Walmart and Amazon's websites to actually purchase their groceries from there without having to get out and go to the grocery store and interface with, you know, individuals or be concerned about the the COVID pandemic. And so they're allowed to just from their home uh, purchase their groceries. And so that was something that we launched June 1st and June 2nd. How has that program been going? I'm just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Keisha, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> and it actually has been going pretty uh, well. I don't have any exact uh, stats from you, um, but last week when we checked in from the first week's perspective, we were really surprised of the number of individuals that took advantage of it during that first week. So we're excited about it. Uh, we do know that probably later on in the year that uh, USDA will allow some additional retailers to participate. But this was a program, a pilot program that USDA uh, was running with a few states. And so the waiver allowed other states to expedite their application in participating in this pilot. Gotcha. Also, I wanted to mention the emergency cash assistance that we've provided to families. And so that's something that we started back in March, around, I believe, March 26th. And that program will go through June 30th. And essentially, it's for families with children, again, under the age of 18. And it's a benefit that we are approving for households or families whose income is impacted uh, by the pandemic, be it they were temporarily laid off or they had childcare issues that required them to stay at home with their child as a result of daycare closures and things of that nature. And so that's a program that's been really helpful to a lot of Tennesseans. And it's for households one to two, they are receiving a $500 cash payment uh, twice monthly. For households sizes three to four, they're receiving a $750 cash payment. And for household sizes five and up, the payment is $1,000. And again, that's two payments um, at the point in which they're approved. And so I wanted to be sure to mention those programs. Thank and our, so existing, our existing TANF customers would also qualify as well if they had an impact, you know, to their income as a result of the pandemic. 
Thank you. Um, and Keisha, I do want to mention, although I know you don't want to speak to it specifically yourself, um, I know your colleagues with the Department of Human Services are working hard to also provide those services uh, and childcare services for families, essential workers um, that have been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. You could find a lot more about that childcare assistance on the Department of Human Services website as well. Um, but Keisha, moving forward, I know some, summer is typically a time when children and youth in struggling communities can go hungry since they're not eating at school. Now, during the COVID-19 pandemic, several school districts have worked to make sure that students have food to eat at home. The Department of Human Services is also working towards that goal and assisting new SNAP applicants. And you guys are about to launch a brand new program. Can you tell us a little bit about this new program and, and the need for it? Sure. So a few months back, uh, Congress approved um, legislation that allows states to provide um, benefits to children who would have, if not for their school closure, received breakfast and or lunch um, because of their participation in the National School Lunch Program. And so as a result of that uh, legislation, the department applied for um, a waiver to issue that benefit to families. And so essentially, again, families, it would be families who had children enrolled in school and participating in the school lunch program. We're hoping to launch that benefit pretty soon to our families, um, maybe before the end of this month. And so we're really hopeful and excited about that. Um, families would be eligible for $5.70 for each day that that child was out of school and missed a lunch. And um, so we will be providing a benefit amount because I believe most schools close sometime in March and would have ended for the school year, probably the third week of May. And so we've been working really closely with the Department of Education to um, work through applicants that would be eligible for this benefit amount, as well as, you know, when we would be able to launch um, this very important program. And we're hoping again to do that before the end of the month. And, and Keisha, again, this program is called PEBT, but I'm curious, um, what does the P stand for? <laughs> <laughs> P is for a pandemic, and so gotcha. it's the pandemic EBT benefit. For individuals that are uh, participating in the SNAP program and who would be eligible for the pandemic EBT as a result of their child receiving um meals at school, we hope to add that benefit amount to their existing SNAP card. And for those that are not participating in the SNAP or TANF program, but eligible for the pandemic EBT, they will receive a new card for the benefit. Okay. As well, we would um, ask them to complete an application simply so we can collect uh, some information such as their current address so that we can mail the card to them. And so we will have, a, have an open enrollment program sometime before the end of the month for those individuals to submit that information to us. Roger that. Thank you so much, Keisha, especially for, for 
clearing that up as well. I know our listeners are probably thinking and trying to ingest this and are, are, if you're like me to our listeners, you're probably like, well, that's a lot of information and I didn't retain the majority of it, but do not worry listeners because the department of human services does have a hotline that has all of this information on it. Keisha, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So we have a hotline that's dedicated to our emergency programs. Um, You can find out information on how to apply and receive assistance with um, the applications that would be online. As you mentioned, we have the child care services that we're providing. And so you can also find out information about that program uh, by calling this number. And so the number is 1-833-496-0661. Again, that's 1-833-496-0661, and that hotline is dedicated to all of our emergency programs at the Department of Human Services. Thank you so much for that, Keisha. And I know as we kind of work to reopen the economy, I know folks are eager to get back out, but be patient, everyone. (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to try and uh, shut down the economy again, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Are there any last words, Keisha, that you'd like to say or add? No, I think that's it. Again, just uh, thank you for the invite and allowing the department to share a number of programs that we've implemented to assist families during this time. Thank you so much for joining me on Roots and Wings. And thank you to our listeners. I'm John Cole Newland.